0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Kaylee. I am your host, Kaylee Dickerson. I want to invite you to come have coffee with me and my friends. Join us as we catch up, open up, and have conversations for the soul. This week, I have my friend, Caitlin Bristow, joining us. You may know her as the former Bachelorette, Dancing with the Stars champion, and current co-host of The Bachelorette, but I know her as my gal pal I like to sip some wine around the table with. So pour a cup of wine or coffee and come join us. Today's episode is sponsored by my friend, Stephanie May Wilson. Maybe you know Stephanie as the host of the Girls' Night podcast and author of the Lipstick Gospel. She's an amazing woman and friend whose passion is to help other women thrive in their most important relationships. Recently, Stephanie released a beautiful new prayer journal called The Between Places, 100 Days to Trust in God When You Don't Know What's Next. And it is perfect for any woman who's navigating any sort of uncertainty about her future. It's for the woman who's single and wondering if she's going to find her person and the woman who's dating someone and wondering if this person is the one. It's for the woman who's worked in the same career for years now, which has left her absolutely sure this is not what she wants to do for the rest of her life, which brings up the question, what does she want to do? It's for the woman who's wondering if she's ready to have a baby and also for the woman who's trying to grow her family and finding it can be harder than we imagine. It's also for the woman who's feeling the weight of uncertainty in this season of life that we're all in right now. It feels a whole lot like the world is turned upside down and taking our plans and any sense of security right along with it. Through 100 guided prayer prompts, the Between Places will help you live today with more contentment, step into the future with more courage and faith, and rest in God's peace, knowing He is with you every step of the way. To pick up a copy of this beautiful keepsake prayer journal, just head to stephaniemaywilson.com. And if you use the promo code Kaylee, it'll give you 15% off. Again, that's stephaniemaywilson.com, and the promo code for 15% off is K-A-I-L-E-Y. Now to the show. Caitlin Bristow and welcome
1: to Coffee with Kaylee. This is so fun because I've only been on your podcast. I know. I'm like, I forget that I'm not the one in control here. I'm like, I just get to show up.
0: Well, the whole thing for me with this is like, it's so much less interview and more like, Hey, how are you? What have you been up to? It's like, come have coffee with me
1: and my friends. So it's like us just grabbing a cup of joe. I really should have saved my coffee. I had it earlier this morning and I, I I was like, you know, that's like wine though. I always have wine with my podcast, but sometimes I podcast at 11 a.m. and I'm like, this probably isn't right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is maybe something I shouldn't be doing.
1: Yeah, but exactly. you know,
0: in all honesty, this is LaCroix in my cup. Because oh, amazing. I have already had two coffees that were full send, which I normally don't do. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Honestly, everyone's always like, oh, you drink so much coffee. And I'm like, yeah, mostly decaf because I enjoy it so much. So I might talk a lot faster on this episode than normal because <laughs> I had two. Right now. <laughs> I, am, I am flying on a kite. Well, I started drinking decaf when we were trying to have a baby because it- oh, Okay. Helped. What? Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. We were seven months into trying and I was like, huh. you know what? If it's harder to conceive when you're stressed- I'm curious how much caffeine has to do with that because I was drinking. I mean, I could drink three venti cold brews in a day. I didn't. There were some days I could.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. I would not be okay.
0: That's a lot. Yeah. And so it wasn't always, it definitely wasn't always like that. But occasionally on like some of those travel days that he had a show, we were up to like one or two and then had a 5 a.m. flight to the next city. Oh, those were like triple cold brew days. And yeah. So I was like, I bet that has an effect. And so I looked it up and sure enough, because it triggers like a stress hormone, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try decaf. And then when you're pregnant, you're supposed to do decaf. So I just, I learned something new today, stayed on the decaf train. There and so did Russell actually. And we both found that we slept significantly better that we wow. didn't even really need it. It's like a cycle. Like if you go that off of sense. it, then you sleep worse. And then you wake up in the morning and you're like, I need coffee.
1: Did you guys get headaches?
0: No, we don't have addictive personalities. I don't know what it is. We don't really like, I can stop drinking coffee and not get a headache. It's Uh weird, especially since I was like consuming so much of it.
1: Well, coffee with Kaylee can also be Lacroix with. with yeah, Kaylee. It can well, also so that be this is the decaf. only one. It's usually it honestly usually is decaf. Are we we like half calf? Half we do ca- a good... Okay, see, I need full blown caffeine mm. to even like. Well, I guess I shouldn't say I need it because I can go days without it. But I don't. Sometimes I think it's a mental thing for me as well. Like I think if if you gave me decaf and I didn't know it, I probably would be like, oh, I have my coffee, yeah. so I can function now.
0: Honestly, yeah. and I yeah. did drink it like it was water. So, like, it should be more like water for me. You
1: know, that, like, let's get My it. dad drinks, I'm not even kidding, he had to cut down. I think he was drinking up to like 12 cups of coffee a day. Uh-uh. And I think now he's at six. Oh, um, no. And it doesn't face him. He's the best sleeper. He's the most chill human you've ever met. And he will what? drink a triple no foam latte before bed. Stop it. Does he have ADD? No.
0: Okay, because I also have a theory about like, you know how Ritalin with ADD people actually yes. chills them out versus like speeds them up? Right. That Because Russ has ADD. And so when he yeah. has coffee, it actually, I think, like makes him tired. Interesting. I
1: don't Maybe know if this is proven. And I don't I've know just, it.
0: I've just observed that like he actually like chills out on coffee. This should be your podcast, should be facts about coffee with Kaylee, like a
1: ball <laughs> yeah. of knowledge. These are all coffee.
0: hypothetical, these are all theories. I have <laughs> none of these are proven, zero. <laughs> but I, I just noticed like I'm not an anxious person at all. Yeah. And that's nice. But when I do have coffee, I feel anxiety. So I'm really curious <laughs> how many people who like have anxiety are really just drinking too much coffee or just shouldn't be drinking
1: caffeine at all. I think there's people out there that would rather feel anxious and have their coffee than be like chilled out and not have it. It's You know what? That's, that's fair. Yeah, that's interesting. That's though. I'm so jealous that you aren't an anxious person. Like never, not even a little bit. No, no, no. I definitely
0: like situationally. Yeah, when- okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, like if something
0: is worth being anxious about, for sure. Oh, you're just and not a,
1: overall an anxious human.
0: No, and but yeah. I will say being a mom has added. That's like a postpartum, like there's depression and anxiety. Yeah. I didn't really have the depression part. At all, thank God. I did have some anxiety. I mean, it's just natural. You're like the kid could I mean, fall, and right. it's it's like yeah, it's your way of keeping a child alive. Like we're supposed to have yeah. some level, but I have to like take it captive. Like if I start to imagine a scenario that is not good, because yeah. like both fear and faith are prophetic. Like so, right when it happens, I literally am like, nope, yeah, and I just it shut it down. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm not dwelling. I'm not replaying that. I'm not letting that live in my mind. I'm not like, I don't speak things into being, and I'd certainly try not to think them into into being. It's
1: not like it doesn't come. It's not like it doesn't. that's, I feel like I have anxiety about my unborn children. Like I'm already (laughs) like worrying about them and they're not even Oh, they're going to be so great and so cute. (laughs) I can't. I have not Uh, seen you or talked to you since you got engaged.
0: Oh, I guess it has. We talk about it. I mean, we've texted, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my word. I'm so excited for you. I can't stand it.
1: Oh my gosh. I wish I had like wedding updates. Jason and I were laughing this morning because we're like, everybody of course wants to know like, so what How's the wedding planning going? And we were like, we feel so stupid because every time we're like, eh. <laughs> um, no. uh, and then I just blame it on being gone for a long time. But it was such a fun um, day actually when we got engaged because I did not see it coming. I dread photo shoots. I actually don't enjoy Hmm. doing photo shoots at all. And obviously I have to do them for both of my companies. And so I was like dreading it. But for some reason that day, usually I'm like grumpy. And I was in the weirdest, goofiest, best mood. (laughs) I love it. And I was like, Jason, like usually when we podcast, I'm like, we kind of like get on each other's nerves or we like disagree on something and I'll end up like kicking him under the table and he'll be like, Whoa. And I was oh like, "Oh my god, we're revisiting so much that." much fun. are we? Yeah, we're revisiting that. Keep going. Okay. We'll we'll circle back. <laughs> um and yeah, I was just like, "Let's just have the best podcast and have so much fun and so when he proposed, it was just so fun cuz we were on this level like 10 of Just like Uh, happiness and excitement and just having the best time. And I was like, that's so good. It didn't go the other way of me getting annoyed or him getting annoyed. And then him being like, shit, now I'm supposed to propose.
0: (laughs) Well, I was mad. I was mad at Russell when he proposed to me. Stop. I've been mad at him. Maybe like I can count on both hands probably like, wow. And one of them, one of them was the day he proposed for sure Uh because he woke me up from a nap after church because I had no idea this was happening. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I did all his photo video. And so he's like, let's right. record this thing for YouTube. He knew I wanted it recorded. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. and he's telling me which lens to use. And I'm like, excuse me, this is my job. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like at this tight one. So everything's blurred out in the background and it's pretty and it's going to look yeah. good. He's like, no, no, no. I want a wide angle. And I'm like, Ugh, I'm why, like, why are you telling you that? how to write your songs? Yeah. I'm like, what? Actually, I kind of do sometimes. <laughs> 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 but, but I'm like, no, I, and I, so I'm literally on camera, just arms crossed, like mad. It's actually at the beginning of the home sweet music video. No. And you, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know that I'm mad unless I tell you the right. story, but then all of, I'm like just pouting. I'm like just being grumpy, sleepy, pouty. And then <laughs> he like starts singing this song to me that I'm like the love of his life and the girl of his dreams and this something and Then says my full name. And I was just like, I look straight up and I was like, Oh my word is happening,
1: but oh. I was mad. I was mad, and now it's kind of a funny story, but isn't that funny? I feel like there's a lot of stories out there of couples who get engaged and they were annoyed at their partner in mm-hmm. that moment. And I because I feel like there's something off about the other person where they're yes. like trying to get you to do something or tell you what to do because they're trying to set <laughs> it up perfectly, and you're like, the, Why are you doing this? You're, you're like, being why, weird. And why are you being like this? Thing.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So I love for you that it was a pleasant. My favorite reaction really is you looking at the ring. I mean, it's one of the funniest videos I've seen in my entire <laughs> life. She's like looking at her hand. She's like, Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> I really. It is like the, the most
1: epic ring I've ever seen.
0: Like, incredible. you deserve it.
1: Congratulations. Thank you. I really just, I forgot there was even a ring involved in the process. Like, yeah. I was like, just so happy that he'd even asked and we were so excited. And then when I saw him open the box, I was like, I forgot there's even a ring. And so when I saw it, I was like swearing like out of control. And then I forgot it was all being recorded. You no, know, you imagine saying yes to a proposal and it like being this beautiful moment of like classy yeah. elegance, like, yes, I will marry you. And I was like dropping F bombs and saying I was like, But it's a you. Shirt. I mean, it, it's and, like, like it it was very, very me. Yes, yeah, it's very so on brand. you. Very on brand. And that's what he loves about you too,
0: is like you just being raw, unfiltered Caitlin. Yeah. Like that's what we yeah. all love about you. And I just <laughs> I just the most precious thing. Thing. So if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, we'll include it in the links because it is worth watching. It's so funny.
1: It is like funny to watch back. The words that are coming out of my mouth are not words unless they're a swear word. Yeah. I mean, so you're excited. <laughs> yeah. They're exclamations yeah. of excitement. <laughs> Let's back
0: up and talk about y'all's story. Because you were friends yeah. first. So were we. Yeah. I love stories that start like this. Because there's too. just like no hiding. And it may be that girls who have been burned in the past. Like, afraid to start with someone they don't know fully. Totally. I think that that's a good might point. be us. That may be what we chose, but maybe t- take us there. Take
1: us to y'all's friendship, the whole thing. You're on to something there because I mean, I definitely was in no position to meet somebody or like think about starting a new relationship. So it was definitely, I just, had already put it in my mind that it was a friendship. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'd gone through my breakup with Sean like qu- a couple months before, but no one really knew about that yet. And we were like trying to decide how to like, I don't know, it's that weird world of like, now I have to announce a breakup. Like, yeah this, that's what weird. a weird world. Yeah. And so I was trying to go see friends just to stay busy and like surround myself with my best friends. And so I went to Seattle to visit one of my best friends, Jess, out there. And whenever I go to different cities, I was always like, who can I podcast with? Especially if like there's a season airing or that had just aired, I always want to try and find bachelor guests. And so in Seattle, I was like, okay, there's Molly and Jason and my Jason now. And so I just had reached out to a few of them and Jason had gotten back and I didn't know this. His mom seems to tell me this now that he had a crush (laughs) on me, like one where he was like, would never cross a line. Like he had talked to Sean. I think they followed each other. And he even said to me, like, I respect you and Sean looking for advice for social media from the two of you. And that was before we'd broken up and we're like, Oh, he seems like such a nice guy. (laughs) So when we went to podcast, I was like, Balling my eyes out to my dad before, because I was just going through such a hard time. Yeah. And so I walked into the podcast studio and I almost canceled the podcast because I was just in such a bad headspace. He almost canceled on me because he had freaking pink eye or something, a sty or I don't know, something gross going on. In his <laughs> <laughs> and we both just like battled through and we walk in and I was like, I'm a mess. He's like, I'm a mess. And he had brought a nice bottle of wine. That's the way to our hearts. That's truly the way hundred percent. He knew it, to and, do. And, and he realized in that moment, like for, I was like, I've been crying. Like I'm going through a really hard time. I think he realized like oh, maybe she's single, but he, again, wasn't like, I'm going to pounce on that. He <laughs> yeah. he was just very much a gentleman and was really sweet. And I just remember podcasting with him and being like, he reminds me of home, like a Canadian guy, one of my friends, like from back home, he just got good banter and he was funny mm-hmm. and charming and just so nice. And I love the way he talked about his mom and relationships. And so I just finished the podcast, just thinking like, man, I I hope that guy like one day becomes the bachelor or like whoever he meets and like dates is going to be really lucky. Like he's just going to be such a good guy to, to either like date or marry. And then after that, I sent him just a photo of us saying like, okay, if you want to post when the podcast comes out, blah, blah, blah. And then we just didn't stop talking from there. And it was like, not flirty at the beginning. It was very much like, he was talking about finances and like his background in finances and like school he's like i yeah. am a reliable human to build a yeah. life with <laughs> you're looking yeah. for a
0: safe place to land
1: yeah he was he was flexing a bit on that mba and like
0: school that's amazing honestly living in Nashville too you're like wow that's a real job you have a real real job
1: you have a real job that's very nice I appreciate a real job because I was like I always thought I would I'm like I'm not gonna date inside the bachelor family now you know that was too much of a hard thing and he you know seemed to have his own thing going on so I was like the more we talked as friends the more it turned into like really caring about each other and like like I really genuinely cared about how his work day was going or how he was feeling about certain things. And then it just turned like into this flirty thing after a couple months. And then it was like, wait, he he tried to tell me he was going to go on a date with some other girl. And I was like, wait, <laughs> like, but I don't, don't want, want
0: you to.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that, did you tell him that? Yeah. He, he had sent me a photo of her and he was like, do you think I should go on a date with her? Like she's asking me and uh, she seems cool. And I was like, no, <laughs> No, I don't think this is a go good a move.
0: This is a smooth maneuver. Does he admit to this being a move to get you? Yes,
1: yeah, Fully so good. It being a move, yeah. He's like, he's like, that's how I, gentlemen, take know? note. This is great. He was like, I needed to know if I was still friend zoned or not, and that was my chance. That is genius. I'm, I'm more and more impressed by this guy.
0: I mean, we <laughs> haven't spent quality time, which we need to. But yeah. we we ran into each other. We've run into each other at events always. Yes. Always. And every time he's like, he's just that guy that looks you straight in the eye and like asks you a question and cares yeah. to hear your answer. Yes. And that shouldn't be like so shocking, but it is in this world. Like I know the number of people who ask you something and then have wandering eyes to like who's coming in after you.
1: Yeah. Is, or be on their phone or just yeah, like just it off. Yeah.
0: It's silly and frustrating. And yeah, he was so refreshing to me, even mm-hmm. in like the two seconds in passing. And I love that you can just tell how much he cares about you. And like, yeah. you know, it just, when you see your friends, find a person that's going to treat them well, it just makes you so freaking happy. It's
1: true. After we ran into you two, He even said something. He's like, I feel like we'd get along really well with those two. I was like, No, you have no idea. You would absolutely love them. Like, he, he, I think he like loves Russell's energy too. Like, he was like, I feel like I could be friends with that guy. Yeah. Thousand percent. I feel like we would all just
0: like, he's literally friends with everybody. That's like, just that's like his MO. Like, that should be his Instagram bio. Like, I am friends with everybody. Yeah. Like, obviously, not horrible people, but like, just no, about he everybody. He could, he could, get he, could. he would still befriend people. a bad person and be yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to pray for you, bro. Secretly. You yeah. won't even know. I'll just, I'll just root for you and behind the scenes to just clean it's up your life. True. You know, he's just really like cute. that. I feel like mm. Jason's like that too. It's just totally, they're such sweet dudes and like, yeah, good hearts. Do you, do you have some advice considering you've dated a significant amount of people? <laughs> yeah, I guess
1: I have, haven't I?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess you've dated, you know, block. like 30 plus right? I mean, how many guys were on your season? Yeah, I think there was 28.
1: Mm. Is that like the most overwhelming experience of all time? Like of all time. Like I, I really was thriving on night one because you know how I, on my season, they had two bachelorettes. So Mm -hmm. I had to like, first of all, that was so weird by the way. It was so so sorry. I was,
0: (laughs) thank you. What a, what a weird thing to put women through. Like being chosen. It, I don't, I don't
1: like, I don't like anything it if that felt, happened there. It, well, it was interesting because Britt and I got along. And so it right. felt weird to be pitted against each other and in a competitive situation where men had to choose who they like more. Like it felt, it felt very wrong. And yeah. I don't think they'll ever do it again. Cause the yeah. audience was even like, this feels wrong. Yeah. But after we got through that whole thing, and then it was, you know, filming where I was the bachelorette, I was thriving flirting with everyone I was like (laughs) this is amazing but then as soon as you realize you have actual feelings for somebody and then you respect other people that you have to send them home it, Mm. it starts to become so challenging because I'm so empathetic that I would get sick to my stomach and like I lost hair and I was so stressed out because I was just like I was hurting people's feelings that I really cared about. I was hurting the guy's feeling that I loved. And I was like trying to just like also make television, which is very overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just so many emotions of that. But well, circling back to your question of advice I would give, was it for yeah. for dating, you mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like...
1: How to weed through the weeds. Like I think you just have to get in the weeds. I think yeah. that's part of it. I think you. a lot of times people have to date a couple bad apples. I mean, those people who get to just find the love of their life, they're, right. they're so lucky. But I truly think I would have never appreciated the kind of love that Jason chose me unless I went through all of my other relationships that were really tough. And I chose every relationship that I had that was really serious. I always chose to do therapy after the breakup to learn from it. Yeah. I, I'm so huge on um, going to therapy and I love it. And every same. time I went through a breakup, I was always like rock bottom and I'd be like, how do I come out of this? How, what do I learn from it? And what am I looking for next time? And I would chat through with my therapist about it. And so I feel like all of those learning lessons of dating the wrong person, I look back on like the same. Thank you out loud to them.
0: Yeah. Right. I feel the same way. I'm like, yeah. I, cu- I couldn't look at Someone else going through it. Because I'm I'm not naturally empathetic. I like, I'm working on it. I did an episode with my friend Carlos Whitaker. And he talks about empathy and and how I was taught that you either have empathy or you don't. There's empathy and sympathy. Okay. Yeah. and But that's not true. You can choose. Empathy is I feel bad with you. And sympathy huh. is I feel bad for you. Interesting. Yeah. So empathy is like being in it with the person that you're hurting. Uh-huh. And so I... I will get in that feeling with you and I'll hurt with you because you're hurting. Mourn with those more. more.
1: Oh, and so that's that's something that you can actually work on instead of yes, having Instead of just having. thinking, because oh, there
0: are people who are naturally empathetic. One of my best yeah. friends is like, I mean, you walk in a room, she actually feels your emotion and yeah. knows yeah. how you're feeling personally. She's like, why do I mm-hmm. feel sad? And she will scan the room and she'll see someone who feels sad. Like it's wild. It's like a spiritual gift. of That's next level. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't actually have that. I can tell if someone's off and not being themselves, but if someone tells me what they're going through, I have to translate. Okay. They're feeling like this in my world. It would feel like it would look like to like this, to feel how they're feeling.
1: It's so interesting too, because you're such a helper. I would think that you were like a super empathetic person like that was just in you and that's who you are because no, you I work like on to it. help. That's interesting. Yeah, I saw that Of course it. you're going to work on it because you want to help people with that. Right, and you exactly. feel that exactly. with them. That's yeah,
0: so I'm like, I, I will be here for you but I have to figure out how you're feeling and translate it into my own little world. And I, if I had found the love of my life first time around, I couldn't look at someone who's in a relationship that they deserve better mm-hmm. and be like, this isn't it for you. Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't know any different. Because I did want to talk about this with you. How toxic the internet can be. Oof. And yeah. just, I just want my people to know my friends. And like, they're real people. Mm-hmm. Like, you are a real person. Yes, you are the bachelorette. Yes, you are champion of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> my girl. Because last time, last time I saw you, that's where you were headed. You literally oh, were yeah. about to leave. And oh, we're like, go so get funny. it. That's the last now, time I saw you. Back it. with the with the trophy. Back with the trophy, baby. Back I love it. You know, but like I just don't understand like the guts of people. It's actually the lack of guts. It's to the just lack be of guts. keyboard warriors. What would you say to like to say there are some on here? I hope to goodness the people listening to my podcast are not those types of people, Never but <laughs> if they are, or know someone who is like, what would you advise of like, Hey, if you're thinking this way, maybe do this instead.
1: Uh, yeah. Cause I feel like you're allowed to think things like you're allowed to actually hate me in, in, to your core, you're allowed. If that's how you feel, that's actually okay. But I would say you always have to put it into perspective of if that was like a family member or friend or somebody's daughter or somebody's mm-hmm. sister and think of that as your own like would you ever want somebody speaking to your daughter that way even if they did truly not like this person and then like tell your best friend don't say yeah. it on the internet and and realize that there is somebody on the other end of that obviously you feel insignificant to be able to say that to me and think it won't hurt. You think that you're a nobody, mm. but you're still a human being saying that to another human being. Yeah. And I think you just have to like dumb it down into simply how much that could hurt somebody's feelings. Like if I said that back to you, how would you feel? It's, right. it's very simple. And then you can go and talk about how much you hate me with your best friend. I don't care, but you don't need to put it out. How did we get here that
0: like, this is acceptable behavior
1: and And like,
0: everyone is just going through something and no one realizes it. Like, I think there's such an illusion to people in the spotlight of their life. They have it made. They Mm -hmm. have all the money in the world. They're Mm -hmm. famous. They're this, they're that. And it's like, they're real freaking people with real emotions. And if anything, the microscope is so intense that it can be even like debilitating, you know? And there was, there was a, a season for me, even that I was like, just less on socials. I feel like I'm still kind of getting over that. Like it makes you feel so vulnerable.
1: And there's so much pressure, like pressure to be a certain way when you just want to be yourself and Mm -hmm. being yourself is and should be enough. And sometimes that feels like it's not enough to random strangers out there on the internet. And you're like, I'm just being myself and somebody's hating me for it. I just love
0: the quote that's like, if you wouldn't take advice from them, don't take criticism from them.
1: Mm, That's good. And
0: that is just the truth. And and there's a lot of people I wouldn't take advice from, to be honest. Most 1000%. of the, the trolls on social media, that's just not, that's not my vibe, you know?
1: But that's like, the thing. It's, it's like, it, it's these so people toxic. that, that want to like, sometimes I just feel like they're not even, they don't even mean what they say. Like they're just doing it because they're like sad or lonely or bored or want attention or they don't think you're going to see, yeah. like, I don't think a lot of people actually mean the things that they're saying It's just like an outlet for them to be unhappy and try and make somebody else unhappy. I
0: I think that's truly what was going on in the world this last year. Like with everyone lashing out, it's everyone was upset about something Mm -hmm. and you couldn't be mad and scared. You couldn't be mad directly at a virus, right? Like you can't, Mm -hmm. there's no, you are, I mean, we're frustrated. Like it shut down our whole career. Mm -hmm. That's incredibly frustrating, but like, I'm not going to take that out on other people in other areas that I can get mad. Yeah. just to release my anger.
1: People don't understand, like, fear Fear can come out as, like, for, for me, actually, personally, fear comes out as irritability for me. If mm. I'm scared, I become more irritable, I become, I push people away more because I'm scared of something. And I think people were afraid this year, and a lot of people don't know how to navigate feelings of fear without getting angry. And a lot of people haven't learned that skill in life to to be vulnerable about your fears and come together and find community and right. be like, it's it's scary. And you really saw that this year with people having fear that turned into anger. And that makes the world an even scarier place. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It just made it volatile.
0: You're like, yeah. no one can do or say anything right. Like if, if you want to find evidence that caffeine... And coffee like gives you cancer. You can find it. If you want to find evidence, yeah. coffee makes you the healthiest person to live to 100. You can find yeah. it. It's like everyone was just confirming their own bias. And it just got so yeah. exhausting that I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. And, and I had to, I had to limit my scrolling. I can't say I'm yeah. very good at it, but I try when I start to feel anxious. It's so weird that I want to like numb with scroll. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it makes it worse. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, we've got, this has got to stop. I need to scroll my Bible app and that is the only thing that's going to calm me down. And if I can scroll this, I can scroll that. Real quick. I'm interrupting our convo to tell you about crew. One of our incredible partners crew is one of my favorite organizations as their mission is to get Bibles into the hands of people all across the globe. Imagine not being able to access the Bible or being able to afford one, let alone not being allowed to own a Bible. That is the reality for so many people around the world. This is why I love Crew. They are one of the largest evangelical organizations with over 25,000 missionaries in almost every country. Crew is giving Bibles around the world to people in their own heart language and sharing the hope of Jesus to the masses. How incredible is that! But here's where they need your help. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. Simply text COFFEE to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text COFFEE to 71326, that's C-O-F-F-E-E to 71326 to help now or visit give.crew.org coffee with Kaylee. Now to my conversation with Caitlin. I want to talk about you as the hostess. I know you got some hate on it, which is just unacceptable to me because yeah. I thought you and Tasha crushed it. Thank Seriously. You. Like that is big shoes, first of all, to fill. Oh God.
1: I don't Lord. even, I can't even think of it as that. I'm like, I can't even think of it no. as shoes to fill. I just think of it as a whole new role and perspective.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I really loved and appreciated someone who'd been through it. Mm-hmm. I think that was so valuable in such a, a stark contrast to how it had been. And mm-hmm. I love Chris and, and all of that. I really? just think y'all's perspective was so refreshing to be like, well, I was here and this is how it was, you know? So you just finished yeah. Michelle's season. Mm-hmm. So you know who wins.
1: Does anyone win?
0: I don't uh, know. I mean, you know, but you can't tell us. She's not allowed to no. tell me guys. <laughs> even her friends. She's just not allowed. Like, even in a text message after this. <laughs> I will not know who wins.
1: I know, sadly. Because I am a sucker am... for spoilers, though. Are you? Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm actually not. And I always like, I love watching any show and not having spoilers. For example, right now I am obsessed and I'm always obsessed every summer with Big Brother. I love that show so much. And so I. It's so funny. I'm, I'm just now catching up on all of it. So I have muted Julie Chen, the host, on my Instagram because I don't <laughs> want spoilers. I will not go on my search page and I will not pull up Twitter because I don't want to see any spoilers. So that's, see, that's interesting. Funny. Tell me why you like to watch with spoilers. Well,
0: okay. So I say I don't struggle with anxiety. That's just probably not true now that I'm processed some art because <laughs> I, <laughs> like if I go see movies that are too intense for me, I will read the whole synopsis mm. before I see it because it, it just calms me down. Like, okay. I know what's coming. It makes my husband crazy. Russell is like, why? Like, we'll be in the Hunger Games previews. And I will be sitting there reading the whole thing, what happened. Oh, interesting. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, this ruins it. And I'm like, no, it makes me, it makes it tolerable to me. Do you like digest it easier? And maybe I like- think, well, I do think it's an Enneagram two thing. So I'm a, th- mm-hmm. I'm a three. Technically, I say I'm a two and a half. Yeah. Because I have such strong two vibes. It's very hard for twos to watch people suffer. So any, anything, which is why I try to like help and, and I will help someone as long. That's why I know I'm actually a three. I will help someone as long as they're trying to achieve. And when they stop trying to better themselves or like fighting for themselves, I'm like, I I don't have the space. Like If you're not willing to help yourself. So like yeah. twos will just help and help and help and help and help and help. Like if you're like, I can't go get groceries right now. I stub my toe. I'd be like, well, I'll Instacart you something, but I'm not going to the store. Right? Right. Like a two <laughs> is like, a two is like, I will make you the soup and I will. And I do that for my very, very close friends. If they're sick of course. or something, it's not my like go-to thing.
1: Right. So I, so do you watch, okay. So now you watch with spoilers. You, you're kind yeah. of having an idea of what's going on. Do you feel like you need to like help those people to be yes. like, Yeah.
0: Okay. One of my dream jobs would be to like be a consultant on The Bachelor and just, and, and like be like, okay, so this, this behavior I'm seeing from him seems a little bit toxic, a little bit narcissistic. I wish they had that. I wish someone was there telling them the things they're not seeing. Like if you're really wanting these people to find love, you should let them have an insight into the home. It, like into
1: the I house. Know. Okay, so here's here's my um, devil's advocate on that, if you will. Okay. Okay. Then you wouldn't have a full blown TV show because part of part of why we love the Bachelor and the Bachelorette is watching people navigate relationships the way we would in the real world. So you you know you might get blinded by somebody's narcissism or you might yeah, true. And you and you need to figure it out for yourself. Or that was the, the trickiest part for myself. I don't know about Taysha, but it was the trickiest part for me to not just go in and give her my full opinion and be like, you got to get rid of this guy because I've wanted to. And you actually might see a bit of that right at the beginning with Michelle's season that we kind of did. But for the most part, we want her to be able to make her own decisions and see those things for herself because she's so smart and she is so intuitive with her emotions and like her feelings that you're like, she'll get there. And she might have to like, you know, one that's going to, we all, for some reason, love to see the, the drama play out. Yeah. Not so much. I think people are starting to crave a little more.
0: And I thought the drama on, on this season with y'all was like good. Like it felt like, yeah, it felt like it was cut off. It wasn't prolonged. It wasn't like stretched out into like, well, we know they're going to go on a two-on-one. I loved that the two-on-one was before the, the roast. You like, you didn't waste a whole date on
1: drama. Totally. I, lo- yeah.
0: I really, I really liked that. That was a transition and I enjoyed it.
1: Good. I'm glad because I think that was something that Katie wanted for herself too. And I think that's something Michelle wants is like, we've all watched and we all know the drama that plays out and you're like, it gets old fast and yeah. you want to see somebody that's really going to be like, actually, I, I see what's happening and you're gone. Yeah. And you know you want to you want to jump in there and just be like do it now but you also want them to be <laughs> able to do it for themselves because you want them to feel empowered as the bachelorette to like see these things until you know, like let it either play out or have her realize what she wants to do and that was the hardest part for me it was just like sometimes sitting back like i mean of course you will see again on i don't know when this podcast will air but on i think the first night something like that happens but as her time went on we're like we're going to let her figure it out unless it was truthfully like dangerous you know yeah. then we would step in
0: but right 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 yeah i think i think more so like the the wells role the like you watch it all like i would thrive i like, yeah. i just i love relationships like i'm i this is coffee with kaylee because i've had 10 million coffee conversations with girls about relationships because i have yeah. all brothers so i feel like the secret translator of this is where the boy's coming from. And
1: right? I'm a girl, so I know where you're
0: coming from. That's
1: a blessing. I always you wish know? I had brothers because I feel like I'm always friends with people who grew up with brothers. And I feel well, like there at that. is that like look at presence. It uh, <laughs> makes us. a lot of sense, right? Yeah. I feel like there's just like something, like I feel like girls who grew up with brothers are more level-headed and nobody take offense to that because <laughs> I didn't grow up with brothers. Right. And I just feel like, there's something to be said about kind of knowing how their brain works or how they react or yeah. And not to say it's just like a boy and girl situation. Right. But it's more of like women are more intuitive and sensitive and certain things. And guys are more like, it's not that they're not um, sensitive. It's that they don't know how to process being sensitive. And it's, it's, It's just complicated either way. And so to be surrounded with a brother or a brother having a sister, like that dynamic is so interesting to me because I think it shows in how a person lives their life. I really do. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's just less, I also gravitated towards people with, it's so funny, actually two of my very best friends have all sisters, almost all sisters,
1: Really. which
0: is so crazy. But I think Mm -hmm. they help me. They're some of my best friends because they help me be emotional. Yes. Because I am significantly less emotional than most girls because like I would, I still remember driving in the car with my fifth brother, the one closest. So it's five boys and then me. So he's the closest to me in age. And we'd be headed to school and I'd be like, do you know what happened yesterday? Blah, 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 blah. And he'd be like, is this a soap opera? That's what he would say to me. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, uh, and I was like, yeah, because like I'd been through drama, like there would, they yeah. wouldn't let me sit at the table or then I didn't let them sit at the, like the stupid yeah. catty stuff that happens in like seventh grade. And like, I got hurt and in turn hurt people, you know, and I like needed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, is this a soap opera? I don't want to hear it. That was that's
1: it. That's so funny. That was they it. So it like,
0: I, that's probably where I started to internalize my problems and not talk about them. <laughs> But I, I needed girlfriends to like pull it out of me because I Mm -hmm. shut down in conflict. Like that's also how I know I'm a three. I go to nine in stress and I shut down. I want to take a nap. Like I need a reset. And they are like, I can tell you're upset. You need to tell me what's wrong because you're pulling away from me and you're resenting me for something Mm -hmm. I did. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. They're like, you're not fine.
1: And then you talk about it and then you're like, I yeah. needed their girl this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, so it,
0: it balances, it, it balances, mm-hmm. but I just feel like I was always in our friends, like conflict. I would literally be sitting there and they'd be like, okay, will you explain to him why. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so she's saying this, you're saying <laughs> this, when you say that to him, it hurts his feelings because he feels disrespected. He feels yeah. like you don't care what he thinks. And she's saying that you aren't listening to her.
1: Like you're just, like an interpreter for like yes, how yes. And I love it. I love it. So I'm like, so here funny. I
0: am, Bachelor ABC Network. Yeah, I'm here there's, someday. There's,
1: you know what? Who told me this? The oh, somebody I had on. Wow, I feel terrible for blanking on her name. She's incredible. She worked for the White House, and she said this job didn't exist, but she knew she could because she studied brains. And so she created her own job and went to the White House and ended up working for them in this role that had, they'd never had before because she created it. And she just knew there was a niche for her in there to do that. Oh. And so that's what you need to do. There he, into we'll the just bring coffee
0: franchise. with Kaylee to paradise. So Wells makes the cocktails at night and I make the coffee in the morning. Wow. Wow. We made it. We made That's it. Really good. We've arrived, guys. <laughs> Actually, I like truly don't think I would want to be there for like six weeks on the. Be- I really, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I say this, but I'm like
1: maybe I can zoom in. Maybe I can. Gonna- <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> like I, have I a kid we'll now. Just, like a like a zoom. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> like maybe a, a decade. Now, you can zoom in and still live. Come both have lives coffee of-
0: with. They're gonna be like, who is this girl? And I'll be like, well, someday when you get married, you'll want my husband to sing at your wedding. So exactly, we'll just- <laughs> I was like, we'll become friends first, and then yeah.
1: Yeah, I love that. So I love. Funny. It. We, we'll just
0: wish it into being. You know, we yeah, just created a job for me.
1: Look at there's on my mirror right here. I would turn the computer, but it's all plugged in. There's a photo that I'd cut out years ago of a mirror ball before I was even on the show.
0: That's right. That's yeah. right. I'm just so proud of you. Like you wanted to do that so bad, you stuck it out. It hurt your feelings. Like that was a journey. Mm-hmm. It was a journey. A lot of people don't see just the person behind the personality, right? Mm-hmm. That like mm-hmm. we have a persona on the internet everyone does. Yeah. Like and we show people what we want them to see and we only let them into a certain point, but I don't post the bad things that happen to us. And I'm sure I you don't really either. Sometimes
1: do. Well, I I mean, I really well, you know, I really the bad don't bad things. I'll post sometimes like I just get such bad hormonal anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and I realized that talking about it I found there's so many other people out there that went through that. And so sometimes I will but you know, then people are like, oh, we don't want to see that. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. Well, well that's, that's life, not your but choice. I, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's my, oh, it's my, my place. Me. So I get it's to, my it's my house yeah. and
0: it's my rules. So yeah, exactly. If I want to, if you come in my home and tell me what I can and can't talk to you about, how right. ridiculous is that? It's that makes no sense. Like our socials are our, like our homes. Like this is, we're welcoming you thing. into our house. Like how disrespectful. What if I was giving someone a tour of our house? And they're like, oh my gosh, I hate that light. Or like, oh my gosh, I hate, no one would do that in real life. But people feel that's why free. the internet is a scary
1: place. It's a scary place. It's like the the best and worst thing that's ever happened to us. It's really interesting because it's there's so many pros and cons to it. Like I've there, yeah. I've never thought of something more. There's so many different feelings on it. On like I'll, I'll be like <laughs> yeah. we are so lucky to have social media. Yeah, you can raise so much money for charities. Mm-hmm. You can have a voice. You can stand up for certain things that you believe in. And then on the other hand, there's just you know you can get death threats. You can get yeah. bullied. You can consume media that is like really bad for your mental health. And you can compare yourself and think you're not living your best life. Cause this person is, and it's, there's so, it's so, um, such a contrast.
0: Yeah. You did just put your hand in front of your face for this. And I just need you to hold that ring up to the camera. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jason. We love you. What? A, I mean, I know I love it. Cause it's like a story of hope. Like you've been through a lot. And like, mm-hmm. now you have this sweet gift of a man and we're just cheering you on. Like, so proud of y'all. So excited for you. Marriage is like one of the greatest gifts on the planet. Like you just, <sighs> there's nothing like it. Like you wake up next to each other and you're like, you're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere.
1: It's true. And I've never, I, I always say this about Jason is that I've never, like, I've never felt this safe in a relationship Yeah, where
0: and you should hear us yeah. when you say you should feel so safe.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I don't know why a lot of people and I used to be the same way. There was that like I'm not obsession but like the like I always went for people where I was like, "Oh my gosh, are they going to leave me?" I don't know. I'm like yeah. I it was always this feeling and and it was our insecurities feeding off each other because they felt the same way and I would match. I would mm-hmm. find that person that matched my level of insecurity. And and I feel like a lot of people do that. They'll they'll find somebody that matches where they're at in their insecurities and feed off each other. And it's wow. just not good. I find a lot of people
0: date what they know. So yes. a lot of people date like if their dad was a certain way or their mom was a certain way it's, it can be really comfortable even if it was toxic.
1: Yeah. See, I am really lucky in this way because (laughs) my dad is truly like the best man I think I've ever met my whole life and treated me like gold my whole life and like was just the best human being and still is. I never really dated horrible guys. Yeah. It was more insecure guys. Mm. And that the first little while of the relationship would be actually like lovely, and then it, the insecurities in myself would come out, which would bring out their insecurities, and it always turned out to be a, a toxic relationship. Yeah. But it never never started that way. I'm actually attracted to really nice guys. Where it's so funny because my sister, my mom, like they'll be like, Jason reminds me of your dad so much,
0: and See, and true. that's good, and and Russ yeah. is so much like my dad is he? like in the best in the all the best ways, yeah. truly mm-hmm. like. They're both Enneagram sevens life of really? the party. Oh yeah. Just happy, laughing, just yeah. wonderful guys who like, yeah. think I hung the moon and I'm like, well, I didn't, but I'm glad you guys think that, <laughs> you know, like I'm glad yeah. I'm really yeah. stoked. I'm not going to burst your bubble. But yeah, I did not, not do that. There. We'll get right back to the show, but first I want to share more about our amazing partners, Modern Fertility. Did you know that a simple finger prick can unlock tons of insight into your reproductive health? Knowledge is power and the more you know, the better decisions you'll make for your body, your health, and your future. That is why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with your prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over a thousand dollars, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at one hundred and fifty nine. A fraction of of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash Kaylee, you can get 20% off your test. Also, if you have HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars towards modern fertility. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help make the decision that's right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Kaylee. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even thousand plus dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Kaylee, spelled K-A-I-L-E-Y, modernfertility.com slash Kaylee now back to the show and I'm just so excited for y'all to experience all the goodness Thank of you. it and future babes and oh my gosh you're gonna th- first I'm, of all they're gonna be so cute
1: oh my word but like I said earlier I have anxiety about my unborn children I already love them like so much like can't uh, you're gonna be so it. good
0: at it you both are like I you feel just like really I'm gonna are.
1: be a helicopter mom like I can't, I'm like the dogs, I'm like a psycho. Like I just need to be like they'll go outside and I'm like worried about them. Jason's like they're dogs. Like they go outside and I'm like, but what if there's
0: <laughs> Yeah, a you weed? will. I mean, especially in the beginning when they cannot do anything for themselves. You have yeah. to helicopter. like when you're changing their diaper, you have to keep a hand on them so they don't fall off. Like that is True. a helpful thing at first. And I I wasn't very helicopter until he started walking and moving. Mm. And you just have to, like, he took enough bad falls that I was like bonks and bruises. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, that's true. You have to be a helpful helicopter. There's phases of helicopter mom being just the reality of it. Like there is no that's other true. option. And eventually, it's better than the,
1: yeah, it's better than the other.
0: Yeah. Eventually you're going to like, they're going to grow up and they're going to be like y'all and you're going to be like, okay, I trust you. Like, yes. I trust you to make good decisions and I trust you because y'all are going to do a good job, you know?
1: And I think- That's what scares me. I wasn't very trustworthy when I was like a teenager.
0: Yeah, but that's the phrase. You can't- Bullshit. Right. That's so true. like, I, I got away with all kinds of stuff and I'm going to, I'm going to be like, listen, I know the loopholes. I, I was, I was still a good <laughs> yeah. kid. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I really same. was. But yeah. like, I just love that saying, like you can't, like you're going to, you're, you're just going to be a fun mom to talk to you. Like you're so easy to talk to that. Like your kids are going to like talking to you. You know, I, I just see that so. for you and Jason, if, if horrible people can be good parents, because truly like even the most mediocre, of, of character people love mm-hmm. their kids mm-hmm. and care for that's their true. kids. So that's how true. I have to tell myself all the time, like how much more are people who like really love people really care how their kid turns out? How much more are they going to be great parents?
1: That's true.
0: No one's going to be perfect at it. You're not going to be the perfect wife. I'm not the perfect no. wife. No, and I will not that just doesn't exist. Do like that. there is, I think when you accept that like perfection doesn't exist, it's the most freeing you're going to mess up. And I think that's, the, the, that's the best advice we've been given as parents and a married couple is just Mm -hmm. say when you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Be like, my bad. I made a mistake. Like even this isn't parenting, but a lot of times how our business is, we have employees and we take care of them where they're caretakers. Right. Right. And I made the mistake of going to Disney world for five days before he had a show this last week. Okay. It was too much it we were so exhausted and like we had a little stomach thing like not COVID we all got tested but like it it was just he was exhausted and like almost passed out on stage and I just told our sound guy oh yeah straight up we were like dehydrated because it was like 90 and we were out there every day we walked I, I clocked it we walked 43 miles in five days
1: oh my god yeah
0: like I was like, what was I thinking? Like I, we oh, were that's so, a lot. and and it wasn't just like a show that he plays that's like th- 20, 30 minutes, which that sometimes happens. He right. had a full ninety minute set before Dirk Bentley, and dang, he was so exhausted. And I just told him, I was like, I am so sorry. I will never do this to us again. And he apologized to his whole band and crew, and was like, I am so sorry that like I was not a hundred for this show for you guys. And this won't happen again. We made a mistake. And, and I just said the same thing to our sound guy while he was here before we yeah. did this podcast. Yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry. That was my mistake and it won't happen again. And he was like, you know what? That really just means so much. That's like so it builds true. trust, just owning your mistakes. Goes and he's like, cause I was way. frustrated. He was like, honestly, mm-hmm. I, I was like, I knew this was going to happen. They were going to go too hard. Cause that's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> And he was like, I, he's like, I saw it coming from a mile away and I yeah. was frustrated and that he we didn't get his best yeah and it was still great no one else would know that because that man runs no, around course. the stage like a wild man and he has so much energy that even as he's about to pass out it's still the a better show than most you know right i yeah. there were so many comments on his things like best show i've ever been to best show of the week you know yeah, his
1: energy is electric
0: yeah no one else would know but our yeah. people knew mm-hmm. and he owned it i owned it and i was like i'm so sorry and he's like that just that goes so far.
1: It really does. Uh, and I need to maybe possibly be better at that. I think Jason and I both could do better at that because we both are such proud people mm. that it can get in the way of a simple, simple apology. I uh, got a a tattoo the other day under the influence of tequila and <laughs> I have a few tattoos that are random. Like I have very random tattoos. I, I actually don't put a lot of thought into tattoos before I get them. I'm like, sure, this is fun in the moment. Like I'm very spontaneous like yeah. that. And so I have quite a few like that, but I got this one and I got like this little diamond on my ribs. And I really wanted a tattoo for dancing with the stars. And I didn't know what I was going to get. And the song that I danced to that one, the mirror ball was diamonds are a girl's best friend. Yeah. And I also danced to that song when I was younger and it got me a dance scholarship to go to Vancouver. So I was like, That's kind of a cool little meaning. But anyways, did I, was I in a position to get a tattoo? Absolutely not. But I did it anyways. And Jason kind of got like, not mad, but he was like, what are you doing? Like, you're 36 years old drinking tequila and getting tattoos. And I was like, excuse me? Like, yeah, that's so something I would do. Yeah. Like, Like, you know that you proposed to me.
0: We've been together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the next day he called and I didn't think he would apologize because I thought he was really going to stand by that. And he said you know what? I genuinely apologize for saying that to you. He's like, it's your body. And that is something that you would do. And if <laughs> yeah, that's what you wanted to do. Like you do that. And I, I was like, oh, I just look, like, now I love you even more because yeah. you were able to take a step back, realize that it is my body and that nothing I did there would have like, sh- should bother you. Like, I get it. If you went out and like pierced both your ears, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> But that would not be like him at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, that apology just turned the whole day around. That one word of you saying you were sorry just changed the whole day into a better day. And I need to be better at that, too, because a lot of times I like to think, but I did that because, and I won't, instead of just owning it and being like, I actually really apologize for that. It's the simplest thing yet so hard for so many people to do.
0: Yeah, it changes everything because once you're married, like you become one. There is no longer him and you. You are one entity. And that was like one of the most powerful experiences I had on our wedding day was like in the ceremony, I physically felt something shift like spiritually Mm -hmm. around Mm -hmm. us. And at the end of the day, when you are one, there is no winning and losing. Your winning is you losing is him losing. Him winning is, you know what I mean? It's like 1,000%. It's all in one. And I actually, I, I incorporate this into birthdays. I'm like, it's your birthday, which means it's also my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Like We are one person. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, it's my birthday. Happy birthday to you. Like it's also your birthday, but yeah. cause birthdays are just so fun. And truly as a married they couple, are. you get to celebrate and do like crazy fun things that you both get to do. And I'm like, it really yeah, does feel like, you know, one you're birthday. getting something out of it. Too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll share my birthday with you. Cause yeah. you're my person. Yeah. And, but that's just the truth. Like the best marriage advice we ever got was it's better to be one than the one that won. Hmm. Whoa. Yeah. I love that. So good. Cause there really is no winning and lose
1: Like if, if one of you wins, you both lose. That's truly. so true. That's, that's actually really good for me to remember too, because I think in, I'm a bit of a three, I'm a three yeah. and a four yeah. and sometimes I get competitive in mm-hmm. a space where there's room for everybody to win. Yes. And I need and to And you need to realize that. your
0: marriage winning is, your, your marriage winning is the two of you winning, not mm-hmm. you winning. Mm-hmm. And you, and it, there's something about like coming together and being like, it's us against the world. Yeah. Not against the world, but you know what I mean? Like anything no, that's trying to come totally at any mean. darkness coming at your marriage, you need to come at that as a united front instead yes. of letting it seep in. And be like, well, you're being like this and you're being like that. It's like, no, no, this thing is coming after us. Yeah. And you'd be like, "Uh, I need you to back up in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's like, (laughs) that thing needs (laughs) to leave my house, leave my marriage. See you later. You know, it's like, that's when you realize you're like on the same team. Yeah. And I think that people need to know this in general. Like, we're all against darkness here. Like, yeah. We need to just be against it together instead of mm-hmm. against each other. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's, we're against a thing, like even horrible things like racism and all these things. It's like, that is a spirit of something mm-hmm. that it's not people or like pride, all these different things. It's like the, the bad stuff is a spirit of something. It's not the yeah. person and it may have a bail grip on a person, but you yeah, just pray exactly. that thing out of there. I'm like that. Yeah. We don't have time for this. We don't no. have time for this, like back, I need this thing to back up, you know? yeah.
1: <laughs> it's true. That, I think, I think if, if two people can realize that and put, cause ego always gets in the way of everything. And if you 100%. can just put that old ego to the side and think of that as you guys as a team, cause you are, that's, I mean, you should think about that before you're married too, but it's, that's what marriage kind of is, is. Yeah. So oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're my Committing teammate. To that. Yeah. You're my teammate for life. It's us. We're on the same team, and that's what everyone needs to remember always, especially Mm -hmm. in marriage. Like, we're on the same team here. We want this to be healthy. So, what does that look like? What Mm -hmm. what habits do we have to cut? What actions do we need to change so that we are good? Mm -hmm. Because that I would like I would like you in my
1: pocket at all times, please, honey girl. I am. You got my number. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, actually. I just like, like text you every day. As, you know, like my a,
0: seriously, anytime therapist. my favorite my favorite mode of communication is that voice text. Oh, I love voice text because I actually love a phone call. I hate texting. Really, like, I love both. Oh, I do not like texting, I, and it's probably because in my experience. People are like way meaner via text, like if there's Mm. conflict. So I think I have like triggers when it comes to
1: texting. Yeah, that's true, actually. And I, people probably tend to read things differently than they were intended to be read. One
0: million percent.
1: This is why you are going to be a good podcaster. You are a good podcaster because you. you are a person who likes to have real conversation with no distractions and do face to face and talk about something meaningful or you know, that's, you're, you're meant to do something where you can have conversation with people.
0: Oh, thank you. That really, yeah. coming from a podcaster professional <laughs> like yourself, that really say means that cause so I that's much. what I love
1: about it. I, yeah. I love it. And I think you're the same kind of person. I think you like having authentic conversation with people. A hundred percent. That will go a long way with podcasting. Well, thank
0: you. Well, yeah, look at that! That's a perfect wrap up. Yeah, for... it is. it's a, of, thank a little thank you. More fuzzy yeah, moments. thank you so much. Actually, wait, wait. wait. No, I, I have a question. I guess ask okay. all my guests before we go. What? How do you take your coffee?
1: Oh, you know what? I am the. Um, I just do an americano with a splash of oat milk.
0: Oh wow! Okay. Do you have like an That's espresso it. maker at your house?
1: We have a coffee maker and an espresso maker, and usually I will do a coffee with a shot of espresso and um oh, wow. a little bit of oat milk but if it's like out at a like restaurant or a coffee shop i always get an americano with oat milk or almond milk if that's my other option
0: so if you get a shot of espresso in your existing coffee does that make it like a dirty coffee yeah. right cuz like if you get a shot like of a espresso in a chai, chai right yeah. dirty uh-huh. sho- so you get a dirty coffee <laughs> i bet that is what it's called i, get, I like i don't know if coffee. that's i don't know if that's real but well I, it is now it is now i would like that's it how i, I want to know next time you go to a coffee shop if you order a dirty coffee if they I'll get it right. send
1: it to you in a voice note. They yes. won't know, but I'll be voice noting <laughs> you ordering and see what they say. I'm going to do it. I love and then it. you can add that little audio clip into here and the people Perfect. can know. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, let the people are going to want to know. That's let awesome. the people give them what they but want. Yeah, Got to give them what they want. Give them what they want. The voice oh my notes. gosh.
0: Thank you for taking the time to do this. I know your life has been crazy pants, miss hostess of the bachelorette and, you know, dancing with the stars star and and podcaster and and (laughs) do it owner and spade and sparrows. (laughs) You're you're nailing all of them. You're a busy girl. (laughs) Hey, I know. Okay. Hey, you know what? We're
1: all so busy and you, I need to come over and smoosh. Yes. Like I, I have to like, please. I I'm child obsessed. Like I love babies so much that it like, like I think about them more than I should. I just love a baby. I love the smell. I love the weight of a baby. I love yep. that. Like, Oh, all and the he's got some weight, honey. Through their, oh.
0: He is the smooshiest chubbiest. I mean, he's like 32 pounds. He's the size of a two-year-old he, and he just turned one. He,
1: Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. I I need to. Like, our
0: pediatrician is like, I need to stop following you on the internet so that I am more surprised when he comes in here. (laughs) Because she's like, I keep up with you guys, you know? And she was like, but I mean, it's shocking. Like, there's like the arc of like 99 percentile and he's like an inch above it. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. I mean, he's like 105%. He's just a healthy
1: growing boy. Healthy, chunky
0: baby. Yes. So, however, anytime we'll do a double date. We'll put him
1: down for bed and we'll have some Spade and Sparrows. That sounds just absolutely lovely. I and love Jason it. was just in Napa and ordered a bunch of wine to our house too. Oh, so we heck will bring yeah. a couple options. Done and done.
0: I, I love, love you. It. Thank
1: you for doing this. I love this. you. I'm proud of you for starting this. And Thank you. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. You're just the yeah, best. Girl.
0: Thanks so much for catching up with me and Caitlin. This next week's episode is so special to me. It is my best friend for over a decade, Cammie Avers. We have been friends since moving at college and we have grown closer and closer through the years as we've done life together. And I cannot wait for you to come and join us.